It's After Hours with Mark Husson, a podcast for when you have absolutely nothing better to do. Here he is, your host, Mark Husson. Um, speaking of now a segue into our positions in the world and what we do, I, 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 you both have radio shows, as we talked about. Um, Erica does a unique show in the fact that she each one is uh, a personal in-depth interview uh, usually um, an exploration to something it's pre-recorded because of where she lives and it's a you know actually put on early but Erica does you do show up for them and um, they go into in-depth about the whatever it is they're, and they're really they're really orchestrated well and I want to take that now that's on Thursdays it's called breakfast with Erica that's Thursday mornings um, and it's, I think, 8 a.m., Erica, here in the U.S. in it Pacific is. time. Yeah, and so, which is, what, 11 Eastern, 4 p.m. U.K., 5 exactly p.m. Right. beyond oh, that I good. lose it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Okay, so a couple things. Would you talk a little bit about the show, the content, where it is? And then let's wrap up with what you're doing in the world. I want people to be able to find you and what you're doing. And, Nancy, we're going to do the same with you. Um, I, I, but I do want Breakfast with Erica, you to discuss it. I think people, it's worth going and hearing some of these. I think you do a phenomenal job. But you're um, you're a great interviewer, and you do take things to their heart, and you really people feel very listened to when you do an interview. I love that. So talk a little bit about that, and then what you want people to know about you, where you're going, and then um, I can't wait to say in advance. I, I wish you so much luck in Cromwell. I can't. I, I just hope, can't wait for you to have the the war- housewarming party that we're all going to come to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, you'll be there. Uh, Thank yes, you. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do breakfast with Erica. Basically, I'm just plain nosy. I like talking to people. It's the Libra in me. It is. And ever since I started the show, and you know, I was trying to remember how long I've been on One Two Radio since it started. Are we talking ten years? Yes, we could easily be. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet every, I mean. Even the next couple of weeks, I don't have a guest lined up yet. And I know some people have guests lined up like for months. And ever since I began to do it, and I was just talking to the angels, which is what I do, and and angel intuitive, and just saying, bring me people that are appropriate, that are apposite, that I can explore what needs to be explored. And they just do. I'm I'm just constantly, 10 years later, I am astonished (laughs) at the breadth and amazed by the people that come my way and if you've listened to the show they have just about been on every subject you can think of and then some um i had one a couple of weeks ago from a lovely lady who's written a book called before i go and we were exploring making a good death and it's one of the most extraordinary shows i have ever done and people were just piling into the live chat room because i run the facebook live chat room they were just piling in the chat room people who are not normally in there it's just saying wow i have never thought about this and it's so empowering and it's given me steps to think what i could do because it's the elephant in the room and i that's why i love talking to people mm. because it enables me to have the conversation it enables me to open to think well where am i with that um so that's why i love talking to people and always have done and had a had a guest on whenever i i can do that but i also like doing I do like to bring a bit of the energy of what I do into the show. So I usually do live readings in the chat room and try and help people out with, with what I'm doing with that. So um, yeah, I hope I will continue to do that. I just think it's, um, it's a service. I do, as you probably know, voice, voice my opinions from time to time quite strongly mm-hmm. on things that I 
feel well Libras can get away about. with it I mean you guys can get away with it people you know I've watched John tell people exactly where to go in the most hateful way that I think is and they're like thank you so much and I do it in the way that I think is so nice and so kind and they don't speak to me ever again and so <laughs> whatever it is you have that skill it's an, it's brilliant and we can't let the Judy Dent story die we have to hear what she was like so make sure to weave that in even if it's you know after this but you're you do angel readings we are touching base with your you you have a connection to this part of the world that is um angelic right i mean that, that they do you have a relationship that you hear things from them is that sort of how it works i hear it and i'm increasing do you know it it changes when i when i train they talk about the four clairs of clairvoyance clairsentience clairaudience and claircognizance um and traditionally people when i train said well one of them's likely to be stronger than the other possibly mm. true i think at certain times in your life as you work as a psychic they change up and certainly that has been my experience i'm very strongly claircognizant at the moment which most people who are outside the metaphysical world will just say oh you're psychic and yes i am but to me it's coming through an angelic vibration mm. i just know stuff when somebody asks me the question I know the answer. I can't tell you how I know it. I just do. And it's a part of me that is not coming from my Libran brain. It's coming from very deep inside me. It's a different voice. That's the only way I can describe it. And to me, that's channeled with an angelic vibration. And I found them. I know a lot of people, again, disagree with this, but I actually think it's the perfect way to start. If you've never worked with an angel in your life and you think, what is this woman on about? Do they exist? <laughs> Try a parking angel. That's how I started. My Reiki master um, said, okay. And he was talking about angels. And I thought, really? Okay. Um, because I'd, I'd come for this point where I was turned off religion completely by my childhood. And he said, well, try a parking angel. And I, where I live in my little house, as you said, uh, it's very congested. The houses all joined together. You cannot park at night. It's impossible. You have to park roads away. There are no driveways. So I got home and thought, okay angels well if you're if you're there give me a parking space and one opened right outside my house and i thought okay <laughs> maybe by this time this has happened six times and you go to the grocery store and you can't park and say i would like a space please i thought okay you have my attention i'm listening now that was my way in nice. so if you're not sure that angels exist uh, don't take my word for it try it um ask your parking angel next time you really need a spot that's great. And see what happens. So um, <laughs> that was my way. And I probably wandered way off point with all this. But no, that's how I good. got into working with angels and, and took the training further forward and, and all that kind of thing. And now my big thing is my, my latest step that has been – I think we get steps put in front of us just like um, I think as, you, as we were saying, you, you find your way to spirituality. It's just inside you. You get there in whatever way you're meant to do in this life. My latest thing is working with sound. I've trained as a sound healer. Exactly, um, yes. And, and sacred sound is just astonishing. And I did wonder how much I could use it when I'm on one to listen, but I have done calls using sacred sound and chanting and working with chakras and it's had beautiful results and I see that from the feedback. So that's my my latest thing is is working with sound and vibration. Part of which of course is our voice. I mean the when I teach with sound I'm saying um to people, how do you speak to yourself? Do you speak to yourself how you would 
speak to someone else? And usually the answer is no. Mm-hmm. We're very hard on ourselves. What stories do you tell yourself? Would you say that to yourself as a child? Is it nurturing? Is it kind? It's all part of sound. So I, I'm doing a lot of work with you that. You got a, a special degree in that, didn't you? Didn't you get certifi- did. certification? Yeah, I remember that. that was I did. Powerful. Originally, I trained with Tim Wheater years ago, and I used it a little. And as I gave up massage therapy, because my hands had just absolutely had enough, the joints have had enough, I've just gone and retrained and taken it to a much, much higher level with a lady who's got a first-class honors degree in tissue viability. She's a senior nurse. And I'm just astonished at what can be achieved where where can people find you erica what's do you have a website or do you just sort of like i do i have a website where i talk a lot of it is i talk about angels and my beliefs on there and also my books are on there if you want to go and take a look um there's in pursuit of perfect timing which is a metaphysical romance and needless to say angels put in an appearance (laughs) (laughs) um and there were, there's two new books in progress. I'm doing one that I'm in talks with a publisher at the moment, fingers crossed. I can't say who, just in case. But, Good. Yeah. Um, called Sonic Vitamins for Sound Health. Good Vibes Can Change Your Life, in which I have just, I've just poured everything I know about sound healing into one book. Um, because I found there were books on drumming and there were books on tuning forks and there were books on chanting and there are books on using your voice but nobody had put them all in one place as a kind of 101 opener so i i've written one. Oh, nice so, that's great erica and uh, so of course you'll let us know when that happens right when it comes if, absolutely it i'm, I'm hoping published. for hoping by the end of this year and so you'll find me on angel hands heal oh, are you doing scopes on those okay. erica angel hands heal what i do is i put up the scopes the same ones you'll see on the front page of One to Listen, they both go up there. But I put a little bit more about the angels that I've used on that site. Okay. Okay, perfect. And that's angelhandsheal.com. This is Erica Longden. And the way I remember Erica's name is I, it's London with a G. So you just put a G after the end. <laughs> so Longden. Yep. And um, it's... Uh, so, so that's amazing. We're coming back for the Judy Dent story. I don't care. So hang in there. <laughs> Thank you for that. And um, I have, have to keep my word on that. I, we will listen to the replay and they'll go, he never got back to it. Nancy, you have yes. the most interesting sort of history around uh, this uh, toe reading thing. Um, let us know about that and then what it has evolved into. How do you do that on One to Listen? And is it the only thing you do? Like, let's, let's hear a little bit about you and then where we can find you. Okay. Well, toe reading, I was very skeptical the first time I heard about it, which was at a large national conference. And I literally rolled my eyes and thought, oh, my God, what will they think of next to get your money? <laughs> and, and so I actually experienced it three different times, six months apart, before I was convinced that hmm, maybe there's something more to this than just someone being psychic or being a good guesser. So that was when I dove right in and started taking classes and training. And I went through my training at Southwest Institute of Healing Arts. And um, it's a school in, in Arizona that was founded by the creator of Toe Reading, who is Casey Miller. And 
I went through all the levels to where I could become a master toe reader. And then I was asked to teach an online class there for being a toe reader. So I do that. I'm going to be bringing those classes to one to Academy as soon as I can get my shows under control. Okay, and just to be clear, toe reading is sort of like a palm reading. Get the same kind of information, like you know, your lifeline, well, your what what kind of information are you getting? Um, actually you're getting the path that you've walked from birth to now. There's nothing in the future from birth to now. And it helps people, it brings awareness and helps bring to their conscious mind things that may be blocking their path, may be blocking their happiness. And by bringing awareness, for me, that's the first step to healing. You know, you can't heal something that you don't even know exists. Right. So, and then there's coaching around that. You know, how can you make that change in your life? So that's why my show is called Soul to Soul. Because I feel like I'm touching their S-O-U-L in the way that I can see their S-O-U-L's path on earth, their chosen path on earth from birth to now. And then soul, S-O-L-E, is just kind of a little play on words, you know, because I use the the feet. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. very sweet. And, and different than it, reflexology, right? Just to be clear. Yes, that's part of what it's based on. Um, it's like palmistry in that, you know, our subconscious co- thoughts and beliefs travel through the energy meridians and they imprint in every cell in our body. And so for a palm reader, that's how they can interpret the lines in your palm. For a toe reader, we use the shapes and the sizes and um, the formations, blisters, bruises, calluses. We use those things. Um, and it, for me, it ties in perfectly with Louise Hay's philosophy. I'm also certified by Louise Hay and licensed. Um, and it, it ties into those philosophies about the subconscious thoughts and, you know, change you your thoughts, change body your body stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you have, so, you got certified in that and people can send in their picture. Is that pretty much what it is? They, yes. they send in a picture of their foot. Right. Mm. Um, I give instructions on how to take your foot selfie mm-hmm. and uh, feet flat on the floor, you know, that sort of thing. I do it. Mostly from a picture. I don't do a lot of in-person anymore. I used to travel around the country giving talks and and having booths and doing readings. And I don't do that anymore. It's very tiring. And um, so now I do it mostly through One to Listen and through the school in my classes, sharing and teaching with others. Um Like I said, I am going to be bringing a couple of different classes on toe reading to one, two Academy. And, um, you know, there's, I've got three different time-based sessions on one, two, listen, 15 minute, half hour, and an hour 
you know, whether you want to taste, whether you want to dive in, whether you want to really dive in. And um, that's a good way for people to experience it. And you can get to me either through one to listen or if you go to my website, nancyanewman.com or thetowlady.com. I've got both of them nice. and they redirect to one one website. So either one that you can remember. I think um, it would be neat too to um, – I think you should think about doing a website on like interpreting – in celebrity feet. Have you ever done that? or? Oh, absolutely. That's part of my classes. Oh, when good. I teach classes, I bring in celebrity feet, you know, and these, these people that we think have it all, man, they've got it made. And then you look at their feet and toes and you can see their true inner struggles that maybe they're not as confident out in the world as they want you to think they are. Why do you think Maybe people are so squeamish about the foot thing? I mean, every, there's always a little snicker around the feet because, I mean, I know. You getting over, you're helping people it. overcome that? Absolutely. Once they take the class, I mean, a lot of times I have students who try to get out of it in their curriculum at the school. And I tell them that's fine. And by about the second or third class, they're realizing the tool that toe reading can be, and they don't look at the foot in the same way. They don't look at it as, ooh, gosh, it's ugly. Look at those ugly toes. And they're looking at it with now empathy and compassion. And, oh, my goodness, how can I support this soul who has been through so much nice that's and really it, sweet it's, actually it's just a, a whole different turnaround you know it, erica you haven't had a reading from her have you have you submitted anything? i haven't but I, i'm just fascinated right i know i really am listening to this so that i think that's uh something nancy we'll have to see about maybe making it easy for the staff to participate just to get a taste of it okay and then can you do sure, us a brief synopsis of i know you got three radio shows let's do just a sentence on each why did you do strange phenomenon what's the name of that one strange phenomena in mysteries is on the third thursday of every month at 11 o'clock it's i've always been interested in esp and ghosts and and yeah, you know, all that good stuff that you used to only be able to find in the occult section on one shelf in the bookstore. Um, and so it just seemed natural to talk about this to other people. So it's we you and, formed that yeah, show. Who is that? You, Kai, Elizabeth, Lindsay, and one other person? Well, it was Elizabeth, but she has now uh, bowed out. And so we've brought in Raven McMinn, who used to be our, like, production assistant. She would help us with research and posting pictures during the show, that sort of thing. So she's now a full-fledged host. And um, the other show is an offshoot of this because Raven and I found that one of our interests was and again this brings out the teacher in me and the activist our interest is in learning what we don't know and sharing with other people things that are really going on and everybody can find it with enough research 
Um, but we try to make it easy for them so they can do their own research. And mm. our forgotten history, um, you know, archaeological finds, how did mankind really develop? Um, what about UFOs? When is are that being show, hidden from Nancy? Us? That show is um, right now. It's every other Friday at eleven o'clock. So third Friday is Strange Phenomena, and then the other Fridays are down the rabbit hole. Oh. And um, we just keep getting more and more requests to take rabbit hole to um, a four times a month show. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then your other Soul to Souls so, on Thursday evenings, right? Right, Thursday okay. at 7 Pacific, p.m. Oh, perfect. Okay, so we want to encourage people to follow up on these. Nancy's your website, Nancy A. Newman, or the Tow Lady and or Nancy A. Newman, right? Right. Okay, Nancy right. A. Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N dot com. I, I'm moving this a little ahead because of the. Um, I'm worried that my digital recorder is going to stop here. Um, I want to make oh sure. My no, no, no. This. <laughs> I know it's so good. I love it. It's a. It has a, t a two hour thing. It's doing good so far. So this is great. Um, so thank you for that. And let's end this show, you guys, with a, a little levity because I want to come back. I Erica was talking about Judy Dench. It was a very important thing. We all love her. Um, I want to know, Erica, where was that leading? You were you were talking about your job with Disney, right? And she was one of the most influential people. Let's end the show with a little quip from you on um, that inspired moment. What was it about her, etc.? Can you finish that? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it was in my earlier days working as a director's assistant, as a production assistant, and there's a show over here, which I guess you can still get on archives if you put it into Google. It was called A Fine Romance. It was a comedy, very gently, beautifully observed, beautifully written comedy. And it starred Judy Dench and her husband, Michael Williams, who sadly passed. And I was very, very fortunate to work on a 13-week series. And obviously, when you say 13 weeks, it takes a lot longer to shoot it than that. There's all the... Oh. the um, um, so I was just absolutely privileged to work with Judy virtually every day of the week in rehearsals and all the film shoots and things. And she is just delightful. She is. She is so talented. She's a giggler. And she does this thing that Michael used to do for her. And it's true. She would never read a She would never practice. I mean, a lot of the people like Michael are method actors. They will look at a part and they'll think about the character and they'll get into the motivation behind the character. They really work very hard at it. Um, Judy has an extraordinary gift that she would ask Michael, should I do this part? And he used to say, yes or no, this will suit you. And so she would generally understand the character, but she really wouldn't have written the script. And she would walk into rehearsal and it was like somebody fired a switch. She became that person. She was extraordinary. Mm. I'm so envious. Oh, such a talent. And is that? Uh, and, but she's she always plays these sort of like stuffy Queen Elizabeth types. She's not like that, right? I mean, in real life, quite the opposite. She, she's quite feisty. If Judy does not suffer fools, if she has something to say to someone, now she will say mm. it um, most certainly, um, but not without cause. But she does not suffer fools um, <laughs> gladly, and. Um, <laughs> I think one of the reasons that she plays these feisty parts, particularly when she did, um, for which she didn't get the Oscar, I think, Shakespeare in Love, where she played Queen Elizabeth I. Yeah. Um, 
you can literally put her in a ruff up to her neck so no body parts can move and she can express everything you could possibly ever imagine with her eyes yeah oh that's amazing which is such a gift it is i i remember her doing a movie whatever the movie was where she played um i guess it was a lesbian to um kate blanchett uh, a, te- a substitute um, teacher. I'm desperately trying to remember the title. I know the the one you mean, you know, and I can't think of. The title. I know, I know, yeah. I know. And, and it's a uh, but that blew me away. It's when I finally saw some part of her that was. Um, I mean, I think it was phenomenal, phenomenal acting. And I am so sensitive to the Meryl Streep types, to the one where that character is so the personality is so gone, and it's the character. She was phenomenal in that. I just I always remember that's what changed my mind about her. So, so nice to have that experience ladies you guys are like so fun this was the best coffee i think the coffee house is now pissed because we just have talked the whole time through (laughs) (laughs) and didn't order anything so let's go eat and thank you so much for joining me everybody this is mark husson this has been a lovely podcast that i've got to share with um the lovely erica longden uh over in the uk and the lovely nancy newman in spokane washington and i'm in the middle there in midwest denver Thank you guys so much for being a part of it today. I hope we can do this again. And everybody follow up. Check out what their work is. You got to see these are the the real insides of some of the lovely parts of these guys. Um, And they're all available at wanttolisten.com. Erica and Nancy, thank you so much for being here. Let's do it again. Absolutely. Absolutely loved it. It's been an honor and pleasure. Thank you guys so much. Have a gorgeous week. Bye, everybody.